Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This episode is sponsored by R.W. Knutson Organic Just Tart Cherry Juice, a welcome addition to anyone's sleep routine. Pace Case, if you know me, and you do, Mm-hmm. You know that I'm yeah. working all hours of the day, all hours of the night. Mm-hmm. So the sleep that I do get has to be very good sleep. And I'm always looking for ways to up my sleep routine. Sometimes I'll read a book to go to sleep. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'll- I a bachelor? Uh, that book keeps me very awake. It's very engaging. That never puts me to sleep. Mm. I will sometimes just put down my cell phone after a long day of looking at a screen. It's nice to get some time away from the screen. I also will incorporate some R.W. Knutson Organic Just Tart Cherry Juice. It truly makes you go to sleep a little easier. It's the thing you need to help you drift off into the dreamland. Mm. As more and more people are looking to prioritize sleep, Organic Just Tart Cherry is having a moment thanks to Tart Cherry's potential sleep-related benefits and potential to aid in muscle Recovery when you get those gains like clues. We're seeing this in the viral sleepy girl mocktail trend on social media. R.W. Knutson has a whole lineup of natural juices with zero added sugar, so you can feel good about adding them to your wellness routine. It's all about celebrating those daily wins. Organic Just Tart Cherry Juice is made from tart cherries, which may help you get a better night's sleep because they have natural melatonin. R.W. Knudsen crushes only 100% real ingredients, so you can crush everything you do. Pick up a bottle at your local grocery store today. Creams and serums are made of 70% water, 15% preservatives and emulsifiers, leaving only around 15% for the active ingredients that your skin needs. But luckily now, there's fiber skincare. 15 years ago, the scientists behind fiber skincare started working on nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. You know, I I saw that in um, Three Body Problem. Mm. One year ago, they patented a way of wrapping the nanofiber around oil or liquid-based ingredients. This means they can deliver five times the active ingredients compared to creams or serums as there is no need for water, preservatives, or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is plant-based, anti-wrinkle. It's a set of patches that you use over a series of seven days. You just put these on whenever you would apply your serums, and your skin is going to feel tighter in 10 seconds. And over the seven-day program, it has been clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by, get this, 19.4%, a very precise percentage. In fact, Mm. they have a tighter skin guarantee. If your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they're going to give you your money back, no questions asked. You get the tighter skin guarantee with this seven-day routine. Tighter skin or your money back. Get a 15% discount code by using the discount code GAME. That's fiber skincare. 
It's the game of roses. Welcome to the game of roses. This is the game of roses. Welcome to the game of roses. You can see the emotion on your face. It's as if you're fighting back tears. Is that is that true? Is that how you feel? I'm always fighting back tears, Jesse. <laughs> Welcome to Game of Roses. This is Pace Case. This is Bachelor Clues, and we just witnessed ABC give special permission to our beloved game for an extra 15 minutes of content. Have you ever seen this before? I know it is Dark Lord Palmer's job to say whatever they tell him to, but I feel personally betrayed by DLP today. What? In this episode. Oh, can't wait to hear about this. Uh, he better make up for it in the real finale instead of telling us this is the event of the summer <laughs> when it's not summer anymore. It's not even Gore Girl summer. I would barely even call this a, an unevent in the season. I can't believe it. DLP has wronged you. So is his charming innocence worn off at this point? No, they made him do it. He wasn't <laughs> happy to do it. You could tell. Okay, it's not his fault. Sure. Uh, but we had a very interesting game tonight. You know, we were wondering what this was going to be like. And we got that answered, obviously. And we kind of know what next week is going to be like. You know, I feel like Rachel Recchia, I got an answer, but it might not have been the answer I wanted. <laughs> I mean, do we have an answer? You know, the promos, I, there's just so much in this. There is such a strange presentation of this dual lead season the entire time. Tonight was no different. I felt like they kept right in line with how they're going to present these two stories, build up a little bit of momentum and then completely extinguish it in favor of building up a little momentum with the other league and then completely extinguish it. So you never get a full narrative of either of them. And that has been the case this entire season. Yes. Yes, it has. There were there was very little even gameplay or good gameplay this episode, but some very bad gameplay. We are going to get to some of the worst fucking gameplay I ever did see in a finale. This is a finale. You've made it so far. You've put together such a fucking incredible season. In the case of at least one of these players that's going to get my air of the game. Wait, I was like, what are you talking about? I'm just talking about what we saw tonight. It's like even in the strange presentation when the, the game components shine through those are beautiful to watch, even the errors. And tonight we saw a glorious, glorious error. We saw a couple. I can't wait to get to those. But before we get to any of it, Pace Case, you have a very important announcement. As all pit dwellers know, we chose the name for this podcast, Game of Roses, as an homage to our other favorite franchise, Game of Thrones. And when Clues told me he was starting the necessary conversation, his third expansion of the Gorniverse podcasting world. I, well, first I downloaded it and became a patriot right away. I assume that's what you're going to call your <laughs> listeners. That's what my mom's calling them. Oh my God. That's going to haunt me forever. People are going to be saying patriot to me forever. This <laughs> mom's friend group it's called Patriots. Check that out. <laughs> A necessary conversation. But secondly, I started my own second podcast. Well, that was your third, but this is my second. And it is with one of my best friends and a spirit guide, Catherine Dudas. Our podcast is called HBO Lax. That is LAX, like the airport, not like HBO is lacking in, in some way. <laughs> and it is a hot D recap podcast 
yes, that hot D, House of the Dragon. We give out different awards on that show. You know, not MVPs and heirs, but we have goriest moment of the week, horniest moment of the week, all of the most important uh, patterns of that show. And you should check it out wherever you get your podcasts and on our new YouTube channel for the video. I have listened to this podcast. It is incredible. It is hilarious. If you like House of the Dragon, you will like this podcast. There's no question about Thank it. Thank you. My pleasure. I think it's hilarious. I can't wait to keep listening to it to see where you take it. I'm so happy you're one of the first laxers. Is that what it is? A laxer? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'll just steal Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> so good. It makes me laugh every time. People say hello, Patriots, now in our Patreon live every week now. Yeah. Very uh, I know my mom. <laughs> At any rate, we're not here to talk about that. We appreciate you listening to any of our other endeavors, of course. Um, but today, our endeavor is to give you this analysis of tonight's big game. And now, Pace Case and Bachelor Clues proudly present analysis of play in this week of our beloved game. This is Game of Roses. So we begin. Episode 11, this is the finals. This is round one of the finals this year. There will be two rounds. That is not always the case. So we get a promo. We open on a shot of Gabby. She's sobbing. Tonight, the shocking drama begins live. Gabby wants to leave. This is her fence jump moment, but it's not even close to the fucking actual fence jump. I, I can't get over how much they just want to drive the players out. I, I'm in the promo. I'm three shots into the promo, and I'm about to do a five-minute fucking monologue. Of this. What's your anger meter at? <laughs> a million. I just, it's not anger. It's like, um, it's sorrow. It's disappointment. I know what this can be. I've seen this thing at its height. And I want that again. I'm chasing the fucking drag in a season 17 through 21-ish. That fucking golden era. Chasing the Courtney Robertson dragon. Yes. And I, I want it back so bad. And you just see in shit like this, it's like, that ain't it. That ain't it, mm -hmm. dude. Anyway, Gabby wants to leave. <laughs> she has, there's four men left, two women, one Dark Lord, and one dramatic final day. Rekia's dad wants to fight somebody. Grandpa John's in it. We see some tears, some blindsiding. Somebody's lying to Rekia. She holds somebody accountable. This is actually crazy. The television event of the summer, and it all starts right now. God, I can't wait to get into DLP's soft, concerned voice later. God, what a turd. An angel. True angel. <laughs> This thing with DOP is so bizarre to me. An empathetic king. <laughs> yes. Jesse, you're saying Jesse Palmer's an empathetic king. Yeah. All right. Everyone thinks that. It's true. They're, I mean, okay. Well, let's well, get to this. Let's get to the first portion here, which may back you up. They're back in the live studio. It's no longer the hostile environment that it was for DOP's announcement last week. And uh, right. there's some color. The lights are on, and we see DLP. He's, and there are a bunch of signs. And now this is new. They, I guess, were like, I guess our propaganda with the signs is getting too obvious. And they finally made the signs look like they were designed by different people or perhaps brought into the studio. That's because they were. These signs were authentically made by those people. I don't think producers made these signs. 
I think producers are asking people to bring their own handmade signs now to lend some authenticity to the audience <sighs> because it, it was noticeable and it cut through. To me, that cut through. I was like, we always talk when we get into these live event ones, the after the final rose and the uh, men tell all, women tell all, that the signs and everything the audience is doing is like a fucking facsimile. It's like a surface level of an audience. It's not a real audience. It's like actors with signs that the producers made. This shit made it feel like those were real people to me. Those signs worked. Those handmade signs. They worked on me. I was like, fuck. I can't believe you're more optimistic about it than me. <laughs> I felt like they, like maybe those people designed them, but I felt like they had 10 signs at the beginning. They were like, here, you guys make them. And then they just approved them or not. I think people came to that taping with signs they made and they approved some of them. There was one huh. that, so there was the first sign we see was the DLP one. And uh, it says, will you accept this maple leaf Canadian theme? And it's, I got Canadian shit all over it. Then we see a bunch of other signs. By the way, we're into the first shot of this. Uh, Grandpa John wins my <laughs> final rose. We love you, Gabby. We love you, Rachel. Cheers to our queen bachelorettes. And then one woman is holding up an eight and a half by 11 piece of printer paper that simply reads bachelorettes with like a heart shape cut out of it. Did you see that? Yes, I saw the heart shape cut out. But that's what I mean. I feel like they just made them in the studio. Although now that you're pointing that out, I'm like, maybe the, especially the Canada one looked pretty intricate. I just was like, I feel like they would have had hundreds of signs if they told people they could do it before. So I feel like they had like 10 pieces of paper and they were like, here, do these. Here's some ideas. One of them just said, Maybe. yeah, that's how good Gabby's catchphrase was. Maybe. I don't know. I'm just saying whatever the case was, it worked on me. Sound off in the comments where you think those signs were made. <laughs> <laughs> it made the audience appear more realistic to me. My fellow patrons. <laughs> oh, my God. I thought that it just in terms of the, the tone of it. It didn't feel like a fake audience to me. And those signs are largely part of it. Okay, we need to go to the second shot now of the first portion. <laughs> DLP takes center stage to tell us the finale we'll have. All of America stunned. And he poses the question of proposal possibility. Who's going to get proposed to? Who's going to be heartbroken? He tells us the leads are there to hopefully shed some light on all that. Then he brings them out and they emerge separate physically for the first time this season. No handhold here. Thought that was interesting. They are on their own journeys now, the producers say. You cannot do the whole hand holding. It's not about you supporting each other and going through this journey together anymore. You're each off on your own story. I mean, they did hold hands at one point. They clutched. Yeah. Can't stop a clutch, but can stop a handhold if you're a producer. Hmm. Well, he's like, How are you doing? They're like, nervous. You'll be asked them, how has this been life-changing? Well, he specifically asked Gabby because uh, I think her life has changed in a yeah. different way than Rachel Recchi is since the show is not villainizing yeah. her. Dancing with the stars. How has this show changed your life? Well, I'm going to go Dancing with the Stars now where I'm going to get another million Instagram followers and be able to do SpawnCon forever, especially if I win that mirror ball like Caitlin Bristow did. How about you, Rachel? Uh, Yeah, I'm not going on Dancing with the Stars, so... It's I'll so fucking crazy. God. And it's the whole fucking idea of them not competing. And then ABC is just like, yep, put her on that show. Put her on Dancing with the Stars. I don't know. They're competing. DLP says this is the most dramatic finale. I assume he was talking about next week. Um, but we cut back to the Rose Ceremony from Hell at Riviera Maya. A windmill slowly turns. 
we're back in Zach's Hail Mary at the rose ceremony. And we get some lines repeated, of course. Fantasy Suites felt off. Since day one, I've always been honest and upfront about my feelings. I thought I was not seeing the real Rachel, seeing the bachelorette Rachel, not one I came to know and love. Let me see the guys, Avon and Tino, waiting for them, being like, oh, he looked upset. And Tino's like, I guess he saw it as now or never, correctly identifying it as a Hail Mary. Zach says, I've expressed and shown absolute love for you. I feel upset and disappointed. I wasn't able to get that from you. And Rachel says it was a different vibe. I was trying to gain clarity. I did find it. This is the first time of about 75 that she says the word clarity in this game. That is Mm -hmm. definitely her most used kind of game term. Anyway, sorry. (laughs) I just noticed it. You know, you've given our audience clarity, you know? Uh, (laughs) Zach says... uh, the concerns about an engagement were our blind side. She says, I was trying to find the missing piece, Fantasy Suites. I thought if we spent the night talking, I could find it. So what what do you think happened here? Do you think it was the age thing? Well, you know, a lot of people think it is the age thing. A lot of people are accepting that. Those people don't live in... Conspiracy Town. Population. Me. Look, <laughs> they live somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, in non-conspiracy town. Um, they go into the fantasy suite. We've seen in season 16, Ivan Hall did the same thing with Tasha Adams, the second bachelorette of that season. When he emerged, he was dismissed based on religious grounds. Tasha found out mm-hmm. that in that fantasy suite, he did not share her Christianity, and therefore she could not move on with him. So we are now seeing religion and politics get used in the fantasy suites as viable reasons for the lead to get rid of somebody. I'm just saying, Mm -hmm. I don't know that this is true, but what if there was some political difference between them that night? They had those conversations and maybe somebody voted for somebody that the other person didn't like a lot. I'm just saying that could have happened. Who could that have been? (laughs) And it explains, I don't know. I don't know. People are voting for him. Just saying. You know, there's some very divisive politicians running around these days. And uh, <laughs> you know what? If that is the case, they wouldn't be allowed to talk about it because then they'd yes. alienate half the Bachelor audience. Exactly. Hmm. I'm just saying. Conspiracy town population, me, maybe you. Hmm. I'm not there yet. I, I need some more evidence. <laughs> like voter. Re- give me the voter registrations. Then I'll, oh, then I'll join shit. you. Oh, shit. I don't know how to get those, but if I find them, I'll, I'll let you know. But I thought ultimately this was a a pretty good play from him to try and victimize himself here in the face of what he knows is going to be elimination. We never preach self-elimination as he does at the end of this thing saying, I can't stay here. But in this case, there are these special cases where it's like, you know, you're about to fucking get eliminated. So do you want to just not get Mm -hmm. a rose and then walk into a car and drive away? Or do you want to get a whole extra scene? And here he gets this extra scene. The Shawcross 180 and this Hail Mary that he pulled proved to me that he's like a very high-level player, and this guy is definitely making bachelor moves. He's getting every ounce of screen time he can. It's definitely easier to get your whole scene as a breakup here rather than post-rose ceremony. It's kind of like you're on a lower level to have that conversation. And I'll agree with you. I would never recommend self-elimination, but if you're going to do it, do it because you're more for TRR than the lead and do it in the fantasy suites around 
the best round to eliminate yourself if you want to be the next yeah. lead, statistically. That's what I'm saying. For Bachelor. This man played a, a pretty much perfect game, except whatever happened in the fantasy suite, which we'll never fucking actually know. I don't think it was their right. age. They're the same age. That that doesn't make any sense to me. It seems like something maybe a producer said to them or something like, oh, I don't know, just use the age thing. I know, but I still do feel like guy years and gal years are different. I mean, maybe it is. I don't, I don't know. No, I think that... I think that something else went on that we are not privy to for sure. I agree. Like maybe he tried to hook up with her and then she was like, why fill in the blank? Are you? <laughs> we literally don't know. Who knows? But he has played an extremely four TRR game the whole season. He's had really good face play as well. You know, Zach, you left it all in the field. Absolutely did. But we see him go here. And in the car exit speech, he thinks uh, it was different for her than it was for him. He saw it in her eyes, he says. Still doesn't feel real. In his mind, she was the future Miss Shawcross. So he's going out here, leaving everything that he's got to leave in that limo that is, uh, I thought this was real. My LL4 was true. This is on her. I, I still see her as this future thing, the future Miss Shawcross. I would make her change her name. Yeah, he will have a job as a co-host on um, Talking It Out very soon. <laughs> then we go back to the actual rose ceremony. Tino gets rose, gets first flower, and then Avon, and then um, Zach brews up some tears in his exit in the car and says one of the things he fell in love with was that she made him feel special and uh, cared for. And now he questions if that was all just an act, and that's how we uh, we leave the first portion. <laughs> the first portion. All right. And Rekia and Gabby clutch hands at the end of the portion. Portion number two, we start the heartbreak reunion hot seat of Zach Shalcross. Gabby has stepped away to, quote, give Rachel Rekia some space. Uh, Zach says, great seeing you, a little nervous. Apologize for ever making you feel called out on your character. Last thing I wanted. I was just in shock of what happened. I'm so sorry. I thought that was a great move. Rachel apologizes yeah. also. Says it was hard to walk back, but didn't those feelings were real. Never wanted to make him feel like she was putting on an act. Both well played, uneventful. I mean, all these hot seats are this. There wasn't one hot seat where I was like, somebody's bringing the thunder. This was so fucking by the book. But it's also everything he's saying in here seems coached, seems scripted to me. And even at the end of this DLP um once we get through kind of the whole thing and they're basically just talking about no regrets we are happy for each other thank you for the apology thank you for the apology but eventually dlp says well i feel like we got some closure between you and there is obvious mutual respect he says that verbatim mm -hmm. closure is only used tonight with zach shawcross that is a 100% necessary component to be the bachelor. You have to know that this person is done with romantic relationships from the show and ready to move on to their next and mutual respect. No hard feelings. He is not a villain. And the audience claps for him. Yeah. I'm just saying, I don't know if he is the bachelor or not, but at, at the end of portion two here, I was like, they want this motherfucker to be the bachelor. He's at least so thick in the fucking running that it's like, they may not have made the decision yet they might be waiting the, the next 24 hours to sign the fucking paper he is the only one who got a good edit besides nate 
Yeah. So from this season, if they're going that route. At the end of this, DLP says, let's watch Rekia's meeting of the families. Spoiler alert, doesn't go as planned. Grab your tissues, your dog, your best friend. Your F buddy from the comic book store, the guy who lives down at the river with your boyfriend who will never propose. You only said part of that at this time. <laughs> You're doing just like Frankenbites in your brain of all of his uh, different dating things, all of his different casting cards. I have all this lore now to the DLP casting cards. I know. Of like who he thinks the women are who are watching the show. You know, that's something that's fucking deep in the pit right there. What? Creating a whole weird like fantasy world of the the people that 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 the dating fucking casting commercials on The Bachelor are trying to appeal to. <laughs> I have it in my head too. It's like a fucking Adult Swim cartoon or something. I don't Wait, know. I know, I know. It's just like when you say it like that, I hadn't thought of it. I have been like, oh, this is a necessary like big part of the culture of the show. No, you're right. Yeah, most people probably fast forwarded them. That's a deep, dark part of the pit. I'm in there too. Anyway, Can't be helped. Portion three. <laughs> DOP says we're about to get more emotional. I do not. Except, you know what I do feel emotional about? Rachel Reckia is wearing this red dress at her meeting of the family. Carrie hates her. It's like a yeah. flight attendant's dress. Uh, her family is excited to see her. Mom can't wait to touch her. And... The friend, Nate, says, you're the big scary one to Big Tony, the father. So we're ready to watch Big Tony scare the shit out of some dudes. Yeah, he's the fucking hard-ass dad that you're going to have to overcome to get to the next level of this game. And then Rekia comes in. We get hugs all around. She ITMs the pressure and stigma of her dad, Big Tony, reinforcing this motherfucker is really going to punch you in the face if you say something wrong. And then Rekia sits down and tells the whole family how crazy everything was. And there are two incredible people to meet. And she's looking for clarity, she says again, still because she's conflicted, which is not true. Uh, I believe that she already has chosen Tino at this point. She has feelings for both of them, she says, and can see her life with both of them. Um, Avon will be at first and he is billed as the hot one kind of who she trusts completely and is ready to do an engagement. And then the mom asks where he is on the love level chart. Recky admits an LL3 and says his support is one of his best qualities. And then Big Tony is like, I like how Rachel is setting up her guys. She's telling us all the information we need to know. You're really making this easy on us. As though there is... There's some unspoken thing in their family, I think, between Big Tony and Rekia, where he's like, listen, I'll support you in anything you do, but I don't like going on that show. I don't like being in that show, you know? And he's just like <laughs> doing it for her. And so she's trying to make it like as easy and like, okay, dad, this is kind of what you need to say, you know? <laughs> oh my God. You think he doesn't like it? I feel like he's gotten a little yeah. bump of fame from this. You know who doesn't like this show? Tino's father. Have you seen this <laughs> shit? Well, I mean, I saw the hometown. He's like sounding off on Facebook or something about the show. Oh, fuck. Are you serious? I have to see this shit. Send me whatever that is, please. I mean, maybe that's kind of a spoiler in itself, but he don't give a fuck. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, because he didn't. Well, no, I mean, the parents have to sign some kind of a contract. It might just be a release form, though. I don't know. Anyway. Anyway, Rekia is ITMing that Avon has pre-card. He's 100%, so she's very excited. He comes in. He is still shy style for TRR, really nervous, gives the family flowers. He cringles something to Big Tony. Did you catch what this was? 
It was a cigar that he brought in. Oh, a cigar. Yes. I guess that would be the male equivalent of flowers. <laughs> uh, Nate says, see if you can get Big Tony to smile. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Recky engages with chemistry play, grabbing Avon's leg. See, I disagree with you. I feel like Avon was still in the running here, but... She says many things throughout the course of this date that made me believe no, that she already had her hmm. exit strategy with him planned. Interesting. I mean, she does seem to jump onto it. So then we break off and we get the one-on-one conversations. First one with Dad and Avon. We get Mom and Rekia. And everything's going pretty well. We get a couple of glows out of the parents. Everybody likes everybody. And then Avon has his one-on-one time with some friends of Rekia's. And he lets them know uh, his level is at three. The One of the friends is like, were you falling in love or in love? She knows the difference between love level three and four. Loved that. He waves in with his three mm-hmm. and she asks him if he's ready for marriage. And Avon says he is ready. And he wants the engagement to be perfect, meaning uh, it's maybe not enough time. And uh, yeah, he, uh, <laughs> then the other best friend is like, are you there? And he's like, I'm a thousand percent seeing myself being able to get there. And this <laughs> mishandling of the simplest fucking rule in the game was my error, 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 error of the game. This failure by Avon to precog here to the friends, to precog in general, to precog to everyone, was also my error, 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 error of the game. If he precogs, says he would propose, gets to the finale, gets dumped. He's the next bachelor. Like, I think he might have lost it for himself here. I well, he can never be the fucking bachelor. He doesn't think you should get engaged at the end of the process. This is the game you're playing. Now, there are strategic ways to force your elimination. Not quite a self-elimination. If you want to go out in a certain place for a certain reason, if you think that gives you a better shot at the crown, there are definitely cases to be made. But generally speaking, you do want to get to the finals because then you can self-eject there and it's an even bigger fucking play. But you never, you you just simply can't ever say that the process is not working or broken in some way. Him saying, I can't engage you at the end of this means you shouldn't be getting engaged at the end of this in his mind. Yeah. Which means you can never be the lead. All the leads have to at least pretend that that is what they think is is right and possible. And here he's just fucking shot himself in the foot. That's the current state of the game. They can change the game. They probably should to keep up with the fact that it's breaking up all of their relationships because no one will precog. Are you kidding me? Change the game? It That ring has to always... This is the fucking NFL. It's like that can never change. Ever. If the like marriage rate in the world drops to 1% of people get married and everybody else is like, yeah, why did we ever do that? It would still be that way in The Bachelor. <laughs> but they're not getting any marriages. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And they are. They're getting them off paradise. Well, after Avon makes our double error of the game, he reiterates to the friends, I am love level three, but I don't know how much time is left. And we see cut back to Rachel Rackett on Big T. 
Rekia says, how does it feel? I'll be engaged in five days. And Big T says, I like seeing you happy. The friend Nate says, have you told Rekia? I don't know if I want to get engaged. And even says, I said I was ready for engagement as to where I am in life. I like how he's walking this back. He's like, no, I meant engaged in general. Not not a bachelor specific. Yeah. He does a lot of weird dancing around it. That's like, what are you trying to fucking do? No, I I still feel that way about you. I still see us together in the future. I just want to make sure the engagement is going to come at the exact right time for both of us. And it's like, wait, what, 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 what? He's He realizes that I think this is what happened to him. He got to the end of this and he's like, oh, fuck. Am I really going to have to get engaged? Uh, I do like her, but like, I'm not going to get engaged to somebody on a fucking reality show. That's probably what went through his mind, I would imagine. And then it's like, it's you can't just kind of come out and say that. Yeah, he might have been like, statistically, I'm not going to be the ring winner. So yeah, not something to worry about. Of course. I think everybody goes into this really thinking about, I'll say this. Some people are definitely going into this thinking about exactly how to win the game. But I think some people, some players, especially on Bachelorette, still come into it. That's just like, oh, this could be a fun thing. Let me see what happens. And then you're fucking sitting in Avon's position and you're like, wait a minute, what am I doing again? <laughs> I don't know. This has gone too far. How do I get out? I, I, I don't know. I mean, he, he's past the hometowns. Um, portion four begins with the least unhinged casting card of all time. DLP, do you wish you could date most the most eligible single people? Well, you can. I know. This was horribly out of place. Didn't understand who wrote this one. How did this one get through the people who make these decisions? This needs to be stepped up. Yeah, I agree. It wasn't adding to the lore enough of the casting cards. Yeah, there, you mean there's just normal people in this weird city I've built in my mind? Hot seat number three. It is the Bachelorette again, Gabby and Rekia. And Dark Lord Palmer during this dense after the final rose where I think we're going to have to go 15 minutes over says, Twitter is loving Big Tony's pink shirt. It's all they're talking about on socials. Hashtag real men wear pink. Empathetic. King. Hashtag real dark lords say real men wear pink. I mean, I, I this is so bizarre to me that he's trying to like start hashtags and shit off of that live set of The Bachelor. You can tell that they want, and that's a scripted thing. Like uh, producers telling him that in the ear. Yeah, of course. So this is like them trying to fucking hip it up, you know? Like, no, we understand social media. Mm-hmm. Well, just start the hashtag. Go on, Dark Lord Palmer, start the hashtag. He's like, I don't want to do it. Yeah, exactly. He's a prisoner. (laughs) He's an innocent. Meeting of the family. We are back at uh, Rachel Reckia is talking with her fam and her friends. And she says, I could see Avon as my husband. She says in that conversation that Avon is perfect on paper. Perfect on paper is the kiss of death. You're fucking done. And she didn't yet know about, unless they cut this out of order, but I don't think they did. She didn't know that he wasn't ready to get engaged yet. So she's saying this even before that knowledge, he's fucking done. Now that you say that, I'm like, that is the breakup line that they love to give for someone where they don't have a specific problem they can use. Also, the friend also was like, spill the tea. I thought that was interesting. The tea will set you free. And... The friend, Nate, spills that tea. And as Nate, the best friend, is saying that 
Avon is a little uncertain about engagement at the end of this process. They cut to Rachel Reckia, who delivers my face play of the game. In response to this news, she is racked with surprise, shock, disbelief. All of these emotions turn into one turn of the corner of the mouth and one furling of the eyebrows that gives <laughs> me an aneurysm. No, that gives one of the funniest <laughs> face plays I've seen in a while from Rekia, and she does do some good ones. You know what? This was my runner-up, so I actually took yeah. a picture of it. It's so good. And you know where she gets it from? Big Tony. He had some good face plays, too. I Honestly, I thought Gabby would be the face player of the season between the two of them, and I think Rekia has beat her. I completely agree. 100% agree with you. That was something I did not see coming. Pretty big upset in the uh, comparison that is not taking place between the Bachelorettes. The friends try to like make her feel better. They're like, he seems excited. And she's like, I'm not coming out not engaged. To not fully convince you both, it's a very big worry for me, especially because this whole journey has been really fucking hard. And Nate, the friend, says, if his expectation is not the same, then we have a problem. This line was so good. I was like, why wasn't this the bringer home to us of the season? Yeah, I don't know. That The thing that they tried to hang the bringer home to us of this season, the fence jump, is Gabby. What we saw tonight at the end of this, Gabby walking away saying, I want out of here or whatever. I can't do this anymore. And that's not even close to anything interesting. I agree with you 100%. Just cut it and just say, we have a problem. And yes. And then we'll be like, what's the problem? Exactly. That's fucking brilliant. And they need to hit it over and over again. They didn't choose one this season. They just did a bunch of random different ones. And they were all kind of like, you're lying. Or like, I'm quitting. Yeah, that's brilliant. Because I think that they feel the tone of that moment has to be like super dramatic and like people are sobbing mm -hmm. or falling down or jumping. And it's like, it doesn't, it just has to get us to say, what the fuck is that person doing? Why are they doing it? What are they talking about? Who are they talking about? If we just have that question that we need answered, it keeps us wanting to watch. It's not about the emotional trauma. And if it's someone you don't know, then you know that it's, it's gotten to the point of hometowns or meeting of the family at finale. So to have a new problem at that point, I would think that would be your thing that you build to, but whatever. Because this was the only thing that surprised me in this episode was Avon's error. I agree. 100% agree. And then you build Avon up the whole season to be even more important than he already was. And you build to yeah. that moment. That's what this whole yes. fucking season should have been. Yeah, build Avon as the ring winner, not Tino. Yes. This is why we got to be producing this show, Lizzie. <laughs> This is why it has to happen. I just started my second job. You want me to have three jobs? Yeah. We got to add on another job. What am I, Tammy Lee? Yes. We have to be executive producing The Bachelor as our other job. Maybe one day. Look, I know at least some of the people who work on the show are angels. So, all right. Dark Lord Palmer. I knew you were going to say it. I was just trying to ignore it and move on. I knew that you were going to give me a Dark Lord Palmer I jab. Let you. <laughs> so weird. Okay. Rachel Reckia leaves. Avon's like, that was amazing. I tried to be open and honest. And she says, 
they're happy to see me happy. I'm a little concerned that you said you might not be ready for an engagement. He's like, it's not that I'm not ready. Nothing has changed. I'm love level three. I see life with you after this. I want to get to that point with you. She says, I'm very confused. We talked about engagement. You know, this is what I want. Do you not feel ready to get engaged? He's like, I do feel ready. I just want to make sure it's right. (laughs) Again, walking that line. What does that mean? No, I'm totally 100% ready to get engaged. I just need to make sure that the time is right for both of us. Okay, well, the time's in two weeks. Like, I understand what he means. I think he means like he's at the point in his life where he could get engaged. Like he's done Mm -hmm. messing around. Or I guess to be monogamous, I guess it's that that's what he should have said. (laughs) I don't even think it's about that. I think it's about like, for him, he's saying when the timing is right. But I think what he means is not in the context of like the only time we've spent together is in a fucking reality show. Because he even said something about like, we need to date a little after this. Like that's how it normally works. And she obviously isn't having any of that. It's but that's what he's talking about here. The timing is like, let's try to actually fucking date each other in real life and see if that works before we do an engagement. He doesn't realize you can break that engagement off in like six months and you're fine. <laughs> yeah. it's. I mean, that's what I don't get. I'm like, if I went in this game, I would be ready to get engaged in quotes, whatever. Yes, do it. exactly. And that's what I'm saying. I think a lot of these dudes go into this fucking game just saying, let's see what happens. I don't really know what this is about. Then they get to this point right. and there's like a fucking six month courtship you can have publicly on your Instagram, on your TikTok with the person who is just the lead of this show that's going to fucking boost you through the roof to be able to do spawn con and shit. Maybe you get on a podcast. Who knows? And he just threw that away. I mean, it looks like Tino's going to throw it away also. So I'm like, the top six people on your show say they're not ready to get engaged on the show. Why is the show about engagement at this point? I don't know. The show has never been about engagement. You know this. It is a game And part of the game, the best part of the game maybe is that 4TRR. You're going on this show to find the love of your life, your person, marry them after accepting a proposal at the end of the show and then have their babies or have babies with them and move all over the world with them. That is the point of this show. It always has been, or so they say, but it never really actually has been. It has always been about fame. People capitalizing on their fame as soon as this show got big, which was season one. They were on the covers of magazines and shit, fueling a whole uh, trade basically around them now. We're doing a fucking podcast about it 20 years later. I mean, that's where it's at. It's grown. Mm -hmm. And I don't think they can ever lose the marriage thing. Praise be our beloved game. Indeed. They kind of get in an argument here. He's like, I stress that I want to be with you, but there's also someone else involved. This is both of our lives. She's like, you're raising your voice. And she's like, why am I telling everyone I'm serious and you're not ready? And we cut to portion number five, which begins with a dragon, two dragons, a mom and a baby representing what Rachel Recchia uh, has wanted all along, her little baby dragon to just go with her wherever she goes and that's why these pair of dragons were my (laughs) creature of the week i mean jesus christ these what i thought were iguanas were also my 
Creature of the Week. Yeah, I didn't realize they were dragons, but uh, they were the only creatures I saw. And is it coincidental that you just launched another podcast about House of the Dragon called HBO Lax? And now there's dragons in the document? I think you're right. I think it is an homage. I thank you so much to the B-roll people. They cut that in just for tonight. If you're only going to have one creature, let it be a dragon. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Well, unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, Canopy is dermatologist recommended. This unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free, installation's a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement. Go to Canopy.com. .co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, Gore listeners can use our code ROSES at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. Support for today's episode comes from One Skin. If you have sensitive skin, you're going to want to hear about one skin's scientifically proven topical supplements. This is face, eye, body, shield, and it can all be used with any of their other products, which are free from over 1,500 chemicals and preservatives that can make skin red, irritated, or itchy. Their products are safe for sensitive skin. It's just one of the reasons they've earned the Skin Safe seal of approval. You got to keep that skin glowing if you want to be keeping up the level of face play that I've got going on. And One Skin was founded by an all-woman team of scientists. Their products are backed by extensive lab and clinical data to validate their efficacy and safety on all skin types. Uh, their topical supplements are the easiest way to keep your skin healthy and hydrated without the harsh ingredients or irritation found in other skincare products often. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code ROSES at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code ROSES. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support Gore and tell them that we sent you. Clues. Underwear drawers, they're not organized. They're like the the Wild West, the final frontier of wardrobes. Mm. And there's no rhyme or reason to them. You got ones that are super old, uh, different brands, etc. You don't know what to expect. But now I have felt the buttery soft comfort of me undies. And now I want to replace the whole drawer with me undies because... Those are my now go-to. I'm currently wearing their long sleeve shirt and <laughs> my, um, <laughs> which is not what this uh, ad is about, but I am also wearing the super soft, sustainable modal fabric thong with no roll black, 
waistband. You want that. You don't want it to be rolling. You don't want it to be showing. And I'm hooked. I don't want to wear anything else. It's all got to go now. Well, this ad actually is kind of about that pace case. Everybody knows MeUndies <laughs> makes great underwear. It's in the name, MeUndies. But it's not just about underwear. You can explore the lounge collection featuring comfy joggers, hoodies, onesies, and a whole bunch more. And their Move Me activewear collection is the softest activewear on the market. There's no doubt about it. Right now, you can get 20% off your first order plus free shipping at MeUndies.com slash roses. That's MeUndies.com slash roses for 20% off plus free shipping. MeUndies. Comfort. From the outside in. Again. And we cut to Rachel Reckia crying. Despite being so close to dragons. And Avon's like, my feelings for you haven't changed. She's like, I wanted to walk in with you 100%. And he's like, I'm sorry if I'm coming off strong. I care about you and us. I thought this was a pretty good 4TRR defense of his bad gameplay no there's no defense like what he's doing now is just fucking floundering he's hoping that he can still maintain this weird middle position of like i do want to get engaged just not at the end of the game that is about people getting engaged he's trying to maintain that position it's not fucking working to me this was him like trying to tread water and slowly sinking this Mm. entire conversation he doesn't realize it yet but it is fucking over but they get through this conversation and she's clearly not happy about it And then he just keeps saying he's trying to be honest. He gets a few little kisses here and he tries to get in one last positive moment. He says, I loved all your family and I am there for your, for you. And I want to be with you. You have to know that a couple more kisses. And then he goes, are you okay? And she's like, yeah, I'm okay. I promise. And then he leaves. And it's like, anytime you got to get somebody to promise that they're okay, they ain't okay. We know this. And then she ITMs being shook up saying she's not sure how, Avon and her can move forward from this. She's confused and blindsided. Tear play. She wonders how she can have confidence in anything anyone says now. Avon's fucked up everything for Tino as well. She thinks everybody's lying to her and wonders if it's better to be by herself. And that's how we end portion five. Portion number six begins. We're back in the studio with Gabby and Rachel. DLP's like, we're all shocked. What was going through your mind with his lack of precog? And Rekia said, it was tough to hear. And DLP's like, Gabby, help people at home understand how intense are these conversations about commitment? And she says, it's make or break. The ending somehow speeds up. You have to be honest with yourself about what you want. And DLP says, at that moment, did you still want to move forward? And Recky was like, I was hoping we could get past it and get back to the same page. But DLP says, now it's Gabby's turn to meet Eric or to have Eric meet Gabby's family. And it's the second time he's met Grandpa John, of course. It's literally like we've gotten to the ninth inning of a baseball game. And just as the first batter's coming up to take his at bat, they stop that baseball game. And then they bring in another baseball game that's in the bottom of the eighth inning for you to watch. It is so fucking confusing. They build up all this dramatic tension like, oh, fuck, what's going to happen with Rachel Recchia's guys? Forget about that. Here, watch this instead. Wait, what? Who's this guy? What the fuck was this about again? It's such a bad construction. Fuck. I hope lessons were learned. They were learned by me. At the very least, they were learned by me. This this season mm-hmm. has taught me a lot about the construction of the show and what needs to be there for it to work and what absolutely does not work. We now get 
Gabby's meeting of the family with Eric, and she cheers her family with champagne. Grandpa John talks about how Eric is super likable from when he had his early meeting of the family. I was like, they don't show her telling them that he's the only one there, but I'm assuming she did, right? I think so. Yeah, I found that to be a little strange as well, that they didn't convey that information because the parents, at least from what I saw, might think like, oh, she just picked him already over the other guys. Yeah. Gabby does this little dance at the door. She is the only thing getting me through this episode. Yeah. Eric comes in and gives him flowers. They ask about hometowns. He says his parents were obsessed and that he was love level three at that point. And... Aunt Julie says, I, in her ITM, I think Gabby is definitely in love. She said it. She looks it. I can tell from the gleam in her face she found her person. That is a <laughs> triple, triple score aunt glow. Triple score aunt gleam glow is what I wrote down as well. <laughs> That's mm. where we're at. I wrote three X aunt gleam glow. It's because we're besties. That's right. Uh, then we get some one-on-one time with Grandpa John and Gabby. He calls Erica Keeper. Gabby says he's been nothing but good to her, and Grandpa John believes the LL3 is sincere. He invokes the spirit of her deceased grandmother and says she would like him, too. Grandpa produces tears, and then he calls Gabby a beautiful dingbat, and we move on to one-on-one time with Eric and her and Gabby's dad and stepmother, and uh, Gabby's dad asks, how do you know Gabby's the right person? He talks about the crazy connection from the beginning and being intimidated by her. They say uh, that they guard her heart and don't want her to get hurt. She's been through a lot. She needs somebody to validate that she's worthy. And then we get one-on-one time with dad, stepmom and Gabby. Why are you so sure about Eric? She says there was, it was too good to be true with him. He just loves her in a way that she hasn't had before. And the stepmom says, you deserve it. This is all very feel-good stuff happening up to this point. Mm -hmm. Gabby thinks they can last a long time. And dad says, don't doubt yourself. Gabby says, when something's that good, you're afraid to lose it. It looks like everything's going so well. There have been two meetings of the family here back-to-back for this couple that have gone very close to perfect, if not perfect. A lot of sincerity in it and a lot of closeness. Gabby produces a bunch of tears. Her family re-hits her parental PTC, and even Grandpa John cries at the end. Loves her, wants the best for her. After we get through all of the one-on-one times with the various family member and player or lead combinations, Eric and Gabby head outside. They get a little kissing, and as he's walking away into the night, Gabby Wendy reaches up and pinches Eric Schwer's nipples, and this was my... Play, 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 play of the game. I don't believe we have ever seen a straight nipple pinch in the history of the game. I think this was historic, especially coming from a lead to a player. I thought it was beautifully done. Added a moment of levity and just kind of a moment that's like, you can tell they're obviously very comfortable around each other because he his reaction is just kind of like, you lovable dingbat. I mean, that is literally like what... <laughs> Wait, I didn't even like. notice this. Dang it. Yeah. She is a lovable dingbat. She's incredible. I, this moment for me was like truly a moment where I laughed sincerely. Like, that's funny as fuck. So good. So fucking good. I mean, I, again, she's like, she's the best part of this episode for me. She also makes Grandpa John produce tears at this point as well. Portion 7 begins with 
another DLP casting card. Are you tired of dating married guys who drive away in a creepy old van? We can do better. And my fears that we were no longer getting unhinged casting cards have been allayed. <laughs> right. Now you got a married guy in a creepy old van driving around the little town in your mind. The van is a is a through line. Yes. I wrote the exact same thing. They've mentioned a guy who lives in a van. They have some kind of bias toward vans, I wrote. I wrote that in my fucking notes. This is a new <laughs> level of the pit. I'm sorry. We're building... I mean, is this conspiracy town? Are these the people who live within it? Like, this yeah. is just bizarre to me that we're writing these same details now. Everyone in conspiracy town definitely drives vans. But also that. What is that? What is like a married guy in a van? What's the in the van thing? I don't know, because they have rewarded a minivan to Garrett and Becca Kufrin at the end of her season as a good thing yeah. for a family. Hmm. But I guess a minivan is different. Minutia. I'm calling the minutia alarm on no. us. I'm pulling the minutia no. alarm. We can't do this. I'm pulling okay. us back. Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, hot seat number three, Gabby and Rachel. TLP says, speaking to the family is our mixed bag. Let's see how Tino does. We get the second Rachel Recchia meeting of the family. It's Tino. Tino is nervous, greets the family. Recchia is worried because yesterday went so bad, but it seems to be going great. And <laughs> Recchia jokes about him being sweaty, less sweaty, which I thought was funny. He tells the family that he rode in on a forklift, that he's really nervous. He's coming off very for TRR. And he tells them that, or actually, Rekia tells them that at their last dinner was the most special moment when he loved level Ford. He's like, I'm level level four. Can't wait for you guys to get to know me a little better. They discuss how Tino's hometown didn't go that well. And he's like, they'll love level four because I do. So they'll have no choice. Mom's like, it can cause problems in the future if the family doesn't like someone. I'm guessing problems have been caused based on uh, Tino's dad. Big Tony. Sounding off on Facebook. Oh, Tino's dad. <laughs> can you imagine Tino's dad and Big Tony? Now that's a fucking show. That duo? I never yeah. Do. That's like a sitcom yeah. from the 80s, but it's about a reality show now where like one dad is super happy for his daughter who got married to yeah. this guy. And the other dad is like, they got married on a fucking reality show, dude. This is all fake. And it's like the two families that don't like each other, you know, but the the couple is stuck in the middle. I love it. Yeah. Uh, Rachel Rackett goes off with Big T. Big T is asking really in-depth questions about what type of stuff he builds. Is it townhomes or skyscrapers? We're shitting on <laughs> vans and we're shitting on townhomes in this epi. <laughs> <laughs> Can't work oh, remote when, a when you're building a building. And Rekia says she wants to be a part of his crazy hobbies and do his charity work, learn to surf. She already is much more specific about ways she can blend her life with Tino's rather than even. Big Tony says you got to have fun in life. It goes quick. I love how he's given his, his big T-isms. And then we get this one-on-one -on -one between Big Tony and Tino. T uh, big T's like, tell me about the hometown. What happened there to change her mind or make her feel uncomfortable. And Tito's like, I hope she didn't change her mind. It was a little surprising to me too. All I talked with my dad about was sports. So I was surprised. But if they get a day with her, they'll fall in love with her just like I did. Big Tony is like, you're not as mobile as she is for a job. Is that a problem? And he's like, well, I would just need a couple years notice to go to a foreign country. Yeah. 
you know, just a couple years notice. Uh, yeah. Honey, can we go on a vacation? Yeah, in two and a half years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Big Tony says she's adventurous. Seems like you're the same type of person. And Tino says, in the most genuine way I could put it, your daughter means the world to me. Life is hard. I want to share that burden with her. And this sort of matching of Big Tony's energy with this poetic commitment to Rachel Recchia, an implicit precog, was my play, 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 play of the game. He says, I'm going to make your daughter happy forever. And Big T responds, I do like you. That's basically an implied blessing. And I just thought this was the strongest play I saw out of any players the entire night. Other than Gabby Windy pinching Eric Schwartz's nipples, <laughs> I agree with you. Oh, right. You know, if I had seen that, maybe I would have. <laughs> yeah, changed my if mind. you had been paying attention to the important stuff. But no, this yeah. is sincerely like the closest thing we've seen to a blessing in a long time in our beloved game. Blessings have really fallen out of favor in recent seasons. And this was like as close as you could get without actually saying, do I have permission to marry your daughter? Yeah. Tino ITMs that it went very well. He thinks what he's wanted for weeks now is really going to happen. Then Rekia ITMs that it went well. Big stamp of approval from everyone. And she feels like he wants a life with her. There's a little kiss. And then Rekia ITMs that she needs to talk to Avon and have a really hard conversation with him. And that is the end of portion seven. Portion eight begins. We have another bachelorette hot seat. Gabby and Rachel Recchia and DLP says Twitter is on fire. I think DLP learned what Twitter was tonight and he was really excited. <laughs> that is what it fucking felt like. This Twitter thing is really going crazy. You just put a hashtag in front of something and then people redo it. It's like everyone thinks I'm really hot. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Are we going to see his recent marriage dissolve now that he's getting all the, the accolades from the nation? Do not make such a dark prediction. Happened to the first Dark Lord. Happened to the first Dark Lord. That was, they're so different. How dare you? <laughs> if you got the darkness inside you, you got the darkness inside you. The Twitter is on fire. He's saying people are Team Rakia, people are Team... Gabby and everyone is team Grandpa Joe. Not sure if he gets DMs. And Gabby jumps in. He has a flip phone. Love this. She's getting in there when she's not even supposed to be talking and yeah. being hilarious. And they just set up the, the last date for Avon. Rachel goes into his hotel room. He's like, I missed you. Before getting into it, do you want champagne? And she says, no, let's just talk. You know it's over there. Ooh, ooh, that shit was hard to fucking yeah. watch. Like, oh, that's fuck. the breakup. Oh no, this isn't gonna be fun in any way. No. So here it goes. <laughs> God, that shit was rough, <sighs> fucking rough. Like, why even have it? If I was him, I just would have fucking left at that. Yeah, point. like you mind if I do? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, you don't want any champagne? All right, later. Fucking leave with the champagne. There's no need to stick around. But he does, of course. Um, he apologizes for making her feel so bad, says it killed him to see her like that. And he basically is just apologizing, apologizing, and saying again, I am a thousand percent in this relationship. I just don't want to get engaged at the end of the show. And she's on the verge of tears. She eventually breaks into tears and uh, you know, says, How could you lead me on like that? 
And I walked in there and told my family that you mean everything to me and uh, didn't think you'd ever lie. Thought they were on the same page. She keeps saying same page a lot. That becomes a new uh, motto for her throughout this conversation and then even on the live stage as well. He reiterates that he's trying to fight for her, but eventually she says she can't move forward. This is over. Haven hangs his head. Defeated by his own terrible play. Again, this is what the game is. You have to want to do this or at least pretend to want to do this. I mean, that's the game. He's groping at his face trying to produce tears, but fails. But yeah. Rachel Recchia is producing enough tears for them both. We see a shadow of him walking his own suitcase out. He is his own Grim Reaper. Ooh, poetic. I mean, he literally is. Yeah. His death in the game is, is on him. Brecky is crying. I have so many of these moments. How much longer can I go on like this? She squat cries in the dark. Uh, back in the studio, DLP's like, wow, completely unexpected that. Are you still trying to process? She's like, no words. He's like, that was the most emotional we saw you on this journey. And she's like, I did see him and I at the end. I'm always fighting back tears, Jesse. I like that, that mm-hmm. bit because I also am. I, I identify with a crying queen. And Never not she, crying. She says, ready to talk to him. She says, yes. Portion nine begins with this heartbreak reunion between Avon and Rachel Recchia and asks what it's like seeing them. Avon's like, I'm super nervous. I'm extremely sorry about the way things ended. I know I hurt you. I cared about you too much to do that. I feel like I let you down. And Rekia says, there's not nothing that went wrong. You knew what was right for you. We were being true to how we felt. And they basically just reiterate this over and over again. Yeah, there's like four iterations of this. So sorry. Hope you're happy. Timing was off. Blah, blah, blah. This was like, I don't know. This was an opportunity to say something interesting, to do something interesting for him. It's just not there. I think he's trying to play it extremely safe. This whole after the final rose felt extremely safe to me which usually yeah, you have definitely. at least somebody who wants to like get in a final jab or like a little bit of one-upsmanship or a how dare you or something like that. Nothing here. Just all like we respect and love each other and wish, wish each other well. And we're both very sorry for whatever we might have said. We're both ready for sand next year. <laughs> yeah, basically. And then we get that Gabby's going to be with them live on stage in the next portion, which is 10. And uh, that begins with DLP saying we've gotten special permission from ABC to keep going over the two-hour time limit. Have we ever seen something like this? I feel like we probably, it's probably gone over a few minutes before to announce it and then not do anything with that freaking time. Made this moment my wowie moment of the week. Announced the next fucking bachelor if you're gonna do this to us when he popped up on that screen and said this we got special permission from abc i was like oh they're announcing the next bachelor then nope yeah it's just the rest of this shitty episode so we get the rest of this shitty episode dlp asks how it's been for recky to watch everything back it's hard but she's getting closure great 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 extended the show to ask these dumbass questions we already know the answers to yes but you know what we do get (laughs) on eric's final date He walks by a white ladder, my ladder of the week. Oh, fantastic. 
Good we extended the show. <laughs> <laughs> we do get this final date and uh, we see essentially that she doesn't want to put pressure on him. He didn't expect to be in there here in this position. That is a guy who came on the show just looking for whatever. Um, looking back on everything's insane for him. And he reiterates that he was falling for her from the beginning and it took a risk and opened up and he's in it a hundred percent. He truly loves her LL4 wants to spend the rest of his life with her, but doesn't want to rush anything or do anything that isn't natural. This is even essentially playing the exact same thing, except in this case, Gabby, Wendy only has him left. There is not a Tino waiting in the wings. So there can be no dismissal here or the show ends for her. So, Whatever the emotions may be involved, there is also that extra pressure from the third audience to keep him around. And so she ITMs that she wants a proposal and she just wants the truth from him. If he's not ready, it's going to hurt, but she wants the truth. Then they move off kind of behind this curtain. It's almost like they're trying to escape the cameras, it looks like. They're mm-hmm. kind of in a secluded part of the room. Meaning like on the balcony, this, right? I don't, I don't know, but like the shot that they have kind of implies that the camera people can't get in there. And it to right. me was like, they want to have a real fucking conversation now. They feel like they need some seclusion, some privacy to talk about whatever they're going to talk about now. But, but we can still see them. <laughs> yeah, and hear them. They're also mic'd. But she says uh, she feels pretty good about what a life with him could be like, but she doesn't want to pressure him. She's not the one proposing. She says we can see, but we have to listen to ourselves. We get some hugs. He's apologizing for it, being upsetting. And it seems like they're kind of leaving on okay-ish terms in this. Like, she wants him to be more on board, but kind of is okay with it. It, I mean, it's kind of sad to watch because it's like, do you want an engagement or do you not? And you're just going to walk it back just to have someone here. Because she's already dumped people for not being ready to get engaged. She dumped Jason for this reason. But she loves this guy. Right. This guy who has a... At this point, very, very big controversy surrounding him, which we'll get to at the end of this episode, because it will, I think, feature into next week's show. At any rate, she ITMs him saying he wants to keep dating her, doesn't scream, I want to propose. She kind of marches (laughs) off down the hall and she says she doesn't want to do this anymore. We get that shot from the promo there fence jump moment which is just like so misguided that idea you had to end it on the best friend saying we have a problem is so fucking brilliant and and they don't get it they don't fucking get it god damn it anyway we get the shot uh she the process itself seems to be falling apart here and then eric comes into the hallways gabby's talking to him talking about him to a producer a few feet away this producer wearing a pink shirt following her the process is trying to pull her back in (laughs) yeah and this pink-shirted producer who follows gabby as she's screaming what am i supposed to do walk away because he's not ready to propose was my jorge 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 moreno bystander of the week This producer who is sent to chase down Gabby Windy so that she can vent about Eric Schwerer's fence play was also my. Jorge, 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 Jorge Moreno, bystander of the week. 
producers are rarely seen on screen, as we know. And when they are, it means some shit is going off the rails and they got to get somebody in there quick. And that's exactly what's happening here. But this whole scene, I thought, was also fucking hilarious. She's saying, like, that guy right over there said he doesn't, he just wants to date me. He's not going to propose. Yeah. He's standing like three <laughs> feet away. <laughs> Creams and serums are made of 70% water, 15% preservatives and emulsifiers, leaving only around 15% for the active ingredients that your skin needs. But luckily now, there's fiber skincare. 15 years ago, the scientists behind fiber skincare started working on nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. You know, I I saw that in um, Three Body Problem. Mm. One year ago, they patented a way of wrapping the nanofiber around oil or liquid-based ingredients. This means they can deliver five times the active ingredients compared to creams or serums, as there is no need for water, preservatives, or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is plant-based, anti-wrinkle. Uh, it's a set of patches that you use over a series of seven days. You just put these on whenever you would apply your serums, and your skin is going to feel tighter in 10 seconds. And over the seven-day oh. program, it has been clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by, get this, 19.4%, a very precise percentage. In fact... Mm. They have a tighter skin guarantee. If your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they're going to give you your money back. No questions asked. You get the tighter skin guarantee with this seven-day routine. Tighter skin or your money back. Get a 15% discount code by using the discount code GAME. That's Fiber Skincare. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. And Gabby leaves us with another gorgeous, gorgeous ITM. Here we are, big fat dumpster fire, big fucking mess as a way to describe her own love life, which is a relatable queen moment. And we cut back to DLP. And he says, back at the season finale. And I'm like, it's not the season finale if no one is proposing. It's not the finale. Sorry. No, this isn't the finale. This is the penultimate episode i mean it, it just is and so now they've built us up to what what is the narrative drama they're going to be able to build up to next week we say he he throws us to the sneak peek so that we see these things a forced girl chat similar to the one that we've already seen they're both getting married to the men of their literal dreams Rekia is going to tell their little dreams <laughs> Rekia is going to tell somebody something that's been weighing on her tino says 
She just told me to go fuck myself. Rejection is scary as hell. Rekia accuses Tino of lying. Gabby thinks Eric's going to walk away. Rekia is blindsided and betrayed. She's done. DLP then says, you see, I told you. The most dramatic finale in Bachelorette history. I don't know if that's true. Who will be here with a ring on their finger? And who is the next Bachelor? You get the answers next week. So we'll see. He's teasing that uh, we're going to get all that stuff. And he also says a history-making audience interactive event that is going to change everything. I'm hoping it's better than hashtag real men wear pink. <laughs> it's another hashtag. <laughs> yeah. That's what I think it's going to be, a hashtag. And we want all of you guys to download the application called Twitter onto your telephones and use this hashtag. Do you know what I think it is? Fantasy League. Yeah, I bet it's going to be Fantasy League app or something. Yeah. By the way, DLP says, wow, I was the bachelor. I don't remember anything as emotional or dramatic. And I'm like, that's because you didn't propose. You gave a plane ticket to the last girl. <laughs> exactly. Ugh. They weren't trying to force you to propose because they respected you. Anyway. <laughs> Before we give out MVPs, let's discuss real quick Eric Schwer. This guy is in contention to actually mm -hmm. win a ring here. He is a final finalist. He's He doesn't have the final rose yet, but he's like a last man standing is kind of a new category, I feel like, that we have to put in here. I, I'm assuming they're together based on the fact that Gabby is smiling this whole episode and Rachel is not. Yeah, that's true, too. Watching their heads in the boxes, I thought, gave away a little bit. Oh, shit. What? That reminds me. When they are watching back Avon's final date where Avon is telling Rekia all about how, well, before we propose, I want to come visit you in Florida and see where you live and you see how I live. Rachel Rekia makes this face in the emotion box like this. Mm -hmm. Kind of like um, that gymnast, you know? That was my... Face play of the game. Oh, nice. So you were talking about Eric Schwer. <laughs> yeah, <My> sorry. <laughs> yeah, so we were talking about Eric Schwer because we have to give out our MVPs now. Yeah. Eric Schwer was... MMMMMVP. Now, I know. He's embroiled in a lot of controversy right now. And he's very likely going to have to deal with that next game. But in the document I saw presented tonight, the play that was presented, he was the best player. He was able to do the exact same error Avon did and still remain in the game. He was able to cliffhang the episode. We are now waiting to see what is going to happen between him and Gabby. That was the last thing that we saw. I, I feel like he was able to do that based on his competition, not really on what he was doing specifically. You only got what you got, what you're given. Sure. He got a lot of screen time tonight. He was not my MVP. Yeah, I, I that's fine. I just think that he was the best player in this round. Even Tino seemed to just kind of be playing it safe, playing it by the books. And obviously, Avon did not play well at all. <laughs> I thought Eric was doing things that were higher degree of difficulty, and he seemed to be pulling them off. And if it's true, if they are together in the end, and he's done all this play? I mean, I, I believe they are together. Time will tell. For her, little bits of humor interjected into this episode 
for getting her family to re-hit her PTC, for producing so much tear play that was so for TRR during her meeting of the family. Gabby Windy was my... M M M M V P. I mean, probably. I don't know if I've ever given MVP of the season to the lead, but for me, she is carrying this season. And seeing her little tiny bits of personality that they allow to come through, come through, is helping me get through the chaotic game structure as DLP keeps saying the roller coaster. Yeah. I agree with you, by the way, I think she has, she's been like incredibly valuable to this season in terms of its like level of entertainment. And yes, I mean, I give her my play of the game when she fucking pitched on Zach yeah, or not Zach Shawcross on uh fucking Eric Schwer's oh, God. nipples. <laughs> that to me was like one of the funniest things I've probably ever seen in the game. It just comes out of nowhere, but it. then also his reaction to it is just like, it literally is like he doesn't say it but like his face and body language is god you lovable dingbat like she does shit like this all the time to him <laughs> you know yeah it's so fucking Definitely. funny to me that man's nipples are sore yeah just fucking rub draw <laughs> I mean she's also Gabby is also playing the third audience better obviously they are villainizing Rachel Recchia somehow for wanting the ring the whole yeah. theoretical premise of the show as if she's come up with this idea on her own and it's crazy yes. to think that she'd be demanding it. That's what I'm saying. The producers are starting to fucking come against the process. I know it's late in the episode, but I want to take a quick little journey down to... Conspiracy Town. Population me. This episode and the vilification of Rachel Recchia throughout the last few episodes has made me think it is because they are going to pick Zach Shalcross as Bachelor to up his victimization edit. Mm. I do not see why mm. else they would be doing it. You could very well be right. I mean, fuck, that makes perfect sense to me too. I think he's definitely in the running. Like, like I said, up top, when DOP was like, well, it sounds like you got closure and there's mutual respect. That line is basically like, he's okay to be a bachelor. Mm -hmm. Him saying there's mutual respect, that's yeah. like official mutual respect. Like, you're acting how good exes act. Yes, he doesn't have a mean, bad ex. Things, into, things ended for them on, a, on good terms. You saw it right here, and I told you that mm -hmm. it did. So therefore, it's true. Yeah, I mean... They kind of like twisted Avon in the end. I feel like they gave Zach Shawcross a better edit than Avon. Yeah, way better. And when Shawcross is asked, do you have regrets? He says, no. When they ask Avon, do you have regrets? He says, yes, I do. I should have done this better and this better and this better. It's like, no, dude, you're over this. This is emotional. You're beyond it. You're ready for your journey. They would have coached him had he had a shot to be bachelor. Yeah, what would you what would you have suggested for Avon to be bachelor? Oof. Yeah, to spin to spin the not precogging into being bachelor. There's got to be some. I don't know if you can do it without like a, a just a fucking straight lie, like a four TWR attack. That's a straight lie on the other player, and it's like, and that's why you know that I would have like you could maybe spin a thing where it's like Tino told me this about you 
and make up a complete lie. <sighs> and it's like that gave me hesitation. But you know what? I have yeah. to learn how to trust you. And that's part of loving you. And I do. And I'm so sorry. And I'm ready to propose. Let's do that. I'm ready to propose right now. That's how you save it. That's the only way you can do it. Yeah. Ooh, call her bluff. Yes. Propose to an engaged woman. Well, I don't think she's an engaged woman. We'll see. What do you think? Uh, uh, no, no engagement. Doesn't look like any engagements. With both of them. No engagement. I think Gabby gets engaged. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, thank you, everyone, for joining us with this game breakdown. <laughs> hey, no, there were no ads. At least we had that. Nope. Billy Eichner was not present in this episode. What is your prediction for how they will treat the Eric Schwer blackface controversy? I thought they would for sure be addressing it tonight, but I guess if they're not ending that storyline until next week, if he's, I, I mean, he's got to be the ring winner. At the very least, he's going to have a hot seat. They have to address it. They've addressed Nate Mitchell's like much smaller controversy. I agree. I totally agree. But I'm saying to what and do you think they will address it? Do you think it will just be one question? Dark Lord Harrison saying, or Dark Lord Harrison, he's, I still see Dark Lord Harrison like in the face of Jesse Palmer. It's creepy as fuck to me. Because he's your phone background. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's because you I look at that everywhere. image a hundred times a day. It's like tattooed on your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> like if you look at one light for like too long, you yeah. start seeing that shape. That's you with all, the all DLH. Of the, uh, all the people working in the comic book stores and driving the vans in my Conspiracy Town oh my cartoon God. look like DLH. Uh, yeah, I think one question. Yeah, One question, and it will be, now, Eric, some disturbing images have come out on the internet uh, of you from high school in your high school yearbook. What do you have to say about that? Do you think it'll be something that vague, or do you think they'll go right to it? Yes. I It'll think they'll say, what do you have to say? Like, mm -hmm. we know that you want to address the nation. And then he'll read his Instagram post, basically. And do you think Gabby will have to weigh in on it? Yes. And she'll have something prepared as well. Yeah, we're, we're talking through it. We're working through it. We're in therapy. Right. We're both committed to anti-racist action. I think that's probably what it will be as well. I can't see it being any different. Yeah. Do you think at all the show will address the fact that this seems to be something that happens every season? That it's systemic? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think they'll do that. <laughs> I think DLP will. I think he'll come out and be like, listen, I've only been here for a year and a half, but I have to put my foot down. He quits. <laughs> yeah, quits over it. No, I don't. I don't see that happening either. I think those both have about an equal chance of not happening. <laughs> I am curious though. This one's like, this is a bad one, you know? And yeah. uh, I don't know how they're going to like just brushing over it. I think is actually the worst thing to do. You got to give it a little minute. You know what I mean? They have. Yeah, exactly. They have to. And, and they've set precedent within this season to address controversy. If it reaches a big enough scale. <laughs> Yeah, which this obviously has. So, yeah, I think Fuck. that's the... I would... Where would you put the... I would say 90% sure they'll address it. I think 90% sure they'll address it and might even show his Instagram posts on the screen. No way. I think they might. Now, you posted on Instagram because they will sometimes invoke social media, the parasocial world. 
They will put tweets on the screen and shit. They've put tweets. That's, I mean, I just think they would probably come to the decision that it'll cause more harm to show. I don't know. Yeah, you're probably right. Got, you can't give them the ability to do a screen grab. That's the Nick Vial rule. Got to call them on the phone. Got to make them say it, you know? Oh, Jesus. No text, no images. <laughs> to everyone who's still with us down here at the bottom of the pit, thank you so much for going on this journey with us. Tonight was a deep-ass dive. We know you're all out there listening in your vans. Oh, I got to say, it felt good, though. Finding Conspiracy Town to me was really fun. It was like... Every yeah. once in a while in the bottom of the pit, you get a little stuck and you're like, how do I dig this deeper? And then you find the way. To me, that's it. This little cartoon town of these weird fucking people that were in the casting cards. <laughs> that's in my head now. Like, it's there. It's there forever. That little town's going to be doing shit all the time now. There's your show. It is a show. Everything for me is like that. It just becomes some weird TV show that plays in my fucking head for only me. Fun times. Anyways, um, thanks everybody for joining us. We will be back on Friday with This Week in Bachelor Nation. We're going to be breaking down all the biggest news that is happening this week. And, um, you know, just to let everyone know, Bachelor Season 27 is about to start shooting in about two weeks. So we're already there. It's already time to start getting that excitement, to start waiting for people to make their Instagrams private and, and make their farewell posts. And then the players get leaked. All That whole fucking cycle is about to start up again. This is the Bachelor off season, really. You know, we still have our all-star game that goes on in paradise, but this is that Bachelor off season where they're shooting the next season of Bachelor. All the players are going in, all the new rookies. They're all nervous right now. Some have gotten their acceptance letters. Some have gotten their packing lists. Some have gotten other documents, other things that the producers tell them, get ready. <laughs> and on this date, we're going to fly you out and put you in a hotel and take uh, your cell phone and any means of communication with the outside world. And the only people you'll be able to talk to for three or four days are the producers when they come to your door to give you food. But they're your friends. Put your cell phone in an ice box along with your civil rights. <laughs> That's right. But no, it's exciting. I love this time of year um, as The Bachelorette is winding down. It's so exciting. And now that we've been to the mansion, I cannot wait for another Bachelor season. Now that I really know yeah. the spatial measurements of everything. You know what you're looking for. I totally agree with you. I think the next season that we watch, 27, is going to be interesting for a variety of reasons. But that is a big one for me. The fact that I've stood there now. I've been on the hallowed ground and I know exactly what the area looks like to the bachelor, to the players, to everyone, every room. Except that dry driveway. Yeah, we didn't get the wet driveway, but we got everything else. We'll never know what it's like with a wet driveway. <laughs> Next year. <laughs> they have another estate sale. We'll come with, with some buckets of water. Bring a hose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, don't mind us. No, no, we don't want to buy anything. We just need to spray your driveway down. No, no, no. You can trust us. We haven't been banned from any of Caruso's Los Angeles malls. <laughs> that ban's <laughs> almost up, by the way. But thank you, everyone, for joining us for this game breakdown. And before we go, what is that dwab at? It has been 7,478 days without an Asian bachelor. Praise be Dark Lord Palmer. Please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. 
Please get a friend to listen to us and then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us and then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us and then 